Dan, what do you have in that glass? Oh, just just some water this morning. It was uh, just a long long flight in. Had a little uh, delay taken off from Eau Claire, but good to be here. It, just water. It smells like it has a strong alcoholic content to it. <laughs> That's what's sitting next to it for later once we finish. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, welcome back for another episode of the Woodhounds. Hey, yes, My name, here we are. <laughs> yeah, we are Joe and Dan, and we are a weekly podcast. And we want to thank everyone for dial. What do you do? Do you dial in or log in? Tune or in, download, tune That's in, right. tuning in. Thank you yes. all for tuning in to another exciting episode. Yeah, it's been a a wild ride, and I would just like to congratulate, I guess, everyone and thank them for uh, having us reach a milestone of ten thousand downloads. It's ten thousand downloads. Yes. That is that is impressive. Yeah. I think all you need to do is Google how many podcasts ever have reached 10,000 downloads. And that places us in a very um, lofty group. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh it's pretty amazing. I am uh, I'm grateful for everyone for tuning in and you know, without you guys tuning in and listening, I guess we probably would be only we wouldn't be at 10,000. So but yeah, where where do we go now? I mean, it's kind of almost like is the is a, is reaching milestones good or bad because it kind of puts pressure on you, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I I'm just having fun. I think this is a blast. And if you would have said we would hit ten thousand downloads, you know, before the summer was over or before twenty twenty two was over, I would have I would have never thought so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's the key is we just, we just keep having fun, you know, have a laugh, tune in, listen, sit back, enjoy. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Unless all of the people are tuning in because, you know, it's like that train wreck that you can't take your eyes off of. Right. <laughs> what are we going to so mess like, up yeah, next? What are they, yeah. What am I going to uh, be laughing at again today? <laughs> what are these two knuckleheads going to try to claim they're experts on and know nothing about? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I think that's the appeal for us and in Firewood. I'm not an expert. I make that perfectly clear. You know, and that is a recurring theme on my YouTube channels. I, I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just doing it and figuring it out as I go along. Yep. I, I, I've never felt that I come off as a, as an expert. I have insights that I will share, but you know, they're my insights. It doesn't mean that they'll work for you or anyone else. Yeah. I've always, I've from day one, I've always made it clear. My channel is entertainment purposes only. It's not a how to, I'm not instructing you or teaching you. I am just there for you to, uh, if you do pick up a tip or trick here and there, that's great, but I'm not, you know, pushing a DIY. This is how you do it. <laughs> so you're not teaching us how to safely run a chainsaw while holding a beer can. Absolutely not. I don't, <laughs> I don't do any, I mean, you know, what I do is like I said, entertainment only. And I think a lot of times right. people do kind of, I guess 
the, the lines get blurred because some people out there feel that because you have, you know, a platform like YouTube or like this podcast, that, that if you put content out there, they think that all of a sudden now you're just putting yourself over as an expert. You know, it's, it's kind, yeah. of, kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's probably responsible, though, to not behave irresponsibly. You know, right. uh, doing like bizarre stuff with chainsaws or chainsaw tricks or juggling chainsaws or <laughs> anything that has <laughs> razor sharp cutters spinning around at 13,000 right. RPM. <laughs> I only juggle that my would... chainsaws with them not running. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I can't do is juggle. I always wish that I could juggle. There's two things that I wish I was able to do that I can't. One is juggle, and the other is to play the piano. Oh, I always wanted to be able to play the piano. I wanted to play the guitar and sing, but uh huh, can't. Do I that. think you'd be a good singer. Yeah, it just wouldn't sound very good. I might, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you could be one of these crazy singers that you hear. They call themselves lyrical stylists because yeah. they really don't sing. They just scream into the microphone well in high school we there was a big thing going on the putting on the lips or putting on the hits i think it was like the, the lip sync contests and challenges and uh -huh. videos that was always fun to do but. <laughs> i bet you'd be good at that be, being an ex-entertainer from the professional wrestling industry yeah well in sixth grade i did win first prize um in the lip sync contest for the end of the year uh did you yeah we had a, like end of the year I guess a uh, little carnival thing. We had a lip sync contest in sixth grade. One right here. First place. Well, that is something new that we've learned about you. Yes. And the song really that good. we performed was Purple Rain by Prince. <laughs> wow. There's a blast from the past there. <laughs> yes. So there you go. Uh -huh. Imagine how stiff the competition was where a guy like me lip syncing purple rain can win the contest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it would only have been recorded. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, yeah. We could have shared that. So, you know, the one thing, um, when we're talking about like things we do on video and things we show, um, and you know, intentionally being irresponsible, you know, that, that's a risk to take, but just working with firewood and working in the woodyard, there's always that chance of uh, the risk of injury and just, you know, the wear and tear on your body. And we actually have an email asking us about that, Joe. Really? Well, yes. this would be a good time of our podcast to bring in our segment, Listener Mail. Yes, yes, indeed. And we have an email from Jerry with a G. And he was wondering, Jerry with a G. how do you guys manage the aches and pains of firewood? He just turned 40 and his body seems to be getting stiffer every day. He wants to know, do we stretch or do any exercises um, to help us like before we go out and work in the woodyard? Hmm. Well, thank you, Jerry, with a G for that. Um for that email. And I think maybe Dan, that would be a good topic to discuss today about the aches and pains of yeah. firewood or what I call Monday through Sunday. <laughs> yes. I, I, uh, I think it would be cause 
I kind of have a simple philosophy on it. If uh, you work, don't get hurt. And if you're hurt, don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Would you consider yourself, you know, injury prone or do you think that you're pretty durable? Well, I think the, the thing that's, uh, you have to consider is if you are working in like, say, okay, we'll just use firewood. If you're working with firewood in your wood yard consistently, I think that helps you stay, you know, in shape and kind of fend off the injuries. I think the injuries, like as far as just aches and pains with your body tend to happen more when like you only make your firewood in the fall and you try to get it all made in one weekend and then mm -hmm. you can't walk for the next week or you can't get out of bed for the next three days because your back is just killing you. Oh, wow. Have you ever been that sore, though? There's been a few times, but like I said, I pay a lot of attention. I don't necessarily do any stretching beforehand. I just pay attention and listen to my body as I'm working. And if I start yeah. getting fatigued or something is sore, I'll go do something else. Sure. But I think we can all agree that there's a difference between, you know, aches and pains and injury. Yes. Um, where even, you know, if, if, if you work out, if you lift weights or if you're a runner, you know, you might feel a little drained the next day. You might have some stiff muscles. And that's, that's just the natural way that your body adapts and, and gets stronger. And I feel that too. Um, I feel it in my, my legs and my hips and my lower back. And I think that's probably because of my age. <laughs> I, mean, and I know there's people out there rolling their eyes at me right now, but you know, I'm at the advanced age of over 50, you know, I'm in my early fifties and I'm clearly not in shape as I was when I was younger, when I was athletic and felt like, you know, when you're young, I mean, we play backyard football all day long and I get up the next morning and wouldn't feel a thing. Yeah. And yep. now after spending a day, you know, stacking wood, <laughs> you wake up in the morning, you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> how, how am I going to get out of bed? That's I've uh, often said that I, I keep a good supply of log chains, not to move wood around, but to get me out of bed in the morning. <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. pull me up out of bed with a log chain. Cause yeah, some days it's just, it all can catch up with you. And then you know, if you do have like a slight little ache or pain in your back and then you go out and do it again the next day, you're throwing wood around, you're bending over, you're picking up pieces to stack. It just keeps adding up. Yeah. When I became, I never felt sore doing firewood when it was my hobby. When I became a full-time firewood guy, I, my body immediately revolted against <laughs> the idea of this and I developed an affliction which I, I called firewood shoulder and it started when I got my super splitter and it was, it was like my body just didn't, you know, it, it didn't want me doing it or I was working muscles or connective tissue in a way that, you know, I've never done before. And man, I'd get this shoulder problem to where I couldn't even, you know, raise my arm above my head. But it seemed like over time it went away. And if there was that revolt that my body had, it's kind of been toned, I think, from my firewood experience. I tell, you know, when I talk with my doctor, he's always, you know, warning me about being careful. I really don't do heavy lifting. 
I don't know. You know, yeah. I got machines that do that. I do repetitive lifting, a lot of bending and twisting and turning, uh, but it's not heavy lifting. And I think that is that is one of the elements of this recipe of disaster in the wood yard is heavy lifting. And then the other one is heavy lifting when you're twisting. That's yep. I think where you got to avoid, you know, where you're twisting your back. Yep. And you, and you always have to pay attention to when you are heavy lifting, like how you're lifting, you know, you always hear that saying lift with your legs, lift with your legs. And yeah. for me, I always remember that after I've done the lifting. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Lift with your legs. Right. Okay. Yep. I should have done that. But mm -hmm. there was an episode where I did feel a twinge uh, in my back and I, it, I heard it. I didn't, I wasn't like incapacitated, but I, it kind of made my body twisted. Like I was off, I was asymmetrical <laughs> for, <laughs> yep. for a while. Yeah. And I mean, that went away too, but I just took it easy for about a week. Yeah. I have always felt that I am slow in healing from injuries and, um, you know, like even like with cuts and stuff. And, uh, when I get an injury, I have it, I have it for a while. Yeah. Well, and that, that's, uh, you know, there's, there's the aches and pains, the common, you know, wear and tear on your body. But what about the injuries with firewood? Like the one, the one timers, like I think one sign you, everyone that's in firewood at one point in their life will always end up with a purple fingernail, you know, like that. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. Or, or a smashed shin from a block rolling mm -hmm. down. Those are all learning experiences, though, too. You know, you like the first time I really smashed my finger was stacking wood. I like, you know, threw it in against an existing stack. <laughs> <laughs> and that happened to me one time. And so that ain't that that won't happen again. Oh, <laughs> I've smashed my fingers all the time. You know, just. Ugh. Just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, you, sometimes you just don't, the, the, like you're picking, you're moving rounds around and, and one rolls in and it just smashes your finger, you know, like just the way it's shaped. And yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Smashed fingers. Um, you smashed your hand, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. One of the, the, I guess probably the, the worst injury I ever sustained in the wood yard working with firewood was, um, last year. Week or so, middle of December, maybe. Um, I was getting ready to split, and I was we were out there, and I on the back of my splitter, like the dust, like on the behind the ram, there's like little wood chips and dust that accumulates, and I kind of have this OCD thing about me where I like to keep things clean, and for whatever <laughs> reason, I went to wipe that dust and dirt away when the ram was returning on its return cycle. And my glove, I had these big cuff gloves on, got caught. And right at the last second, I couldn't get my hand out. And the ram went all the way back in and smashed my hand. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awful. Immediately, like everything was like just throbbing. And so I wasn't sure how bad it was. And then like I just grabbed my hand and I like, started, you know, like making a fist with it, like, you know, moving my fingers and then uh -huh. I took my glove off and it was just full of blood and the whole top of my hand oh, good heavens. had been split open and <gasps> yeah. yeah, it was 
So I, I but, found Amanda and she looked at it and she's like, you're going to need stitches. So into the. So it didn't, <laughs> did it, it didn't crush your hand. It just tore the skin off. Well, it, I mean, it, it's a, the, the spot where it got caught doesn't completely close up. So there's like a two inch, you know, gap that that was stuck in. Mm-hmm. So it just smashed it really good. It didn't, you know, cut it, cut it. Just... So you, you got, you got your hand out by forwarding the lever then yep. again, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Right. As it started to pinch it, I was able to hit the lever, push it, you know, pull it back out. And then, yeah, my, so basically my hand got pinched is what it was. Uh-huh. Well, I think that is a valuable lesson for all of us. And that is, uh, don't clean stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Keep, you know, if you keep everything dirty, you'll live forever. Okay, yes. next lesson. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, it's, it's just something that, like, even now, like today, I'll you know, if I'm out splitting, sometimes I'll see that, and I'll I'll have to like remind myself, don't worry, or wait till the machine is off, or there's no moving parts. Like, don't put your hand mm-hmm. near the moving parts. I uh, you gave me a flashback to my one friend. He works for the state on the road department and he had his hand smashed between it was something that was on a crane like a coil of steel and he had it smashed up against the wall and he said that he you know he thought his whole hand was crushed off of his arm and he remembered that lonely feeling of when he was going to take his glove off you know because he couldn't feel his hand (laughs) and everything was okay but you know that was the same experience i had and that's why i don't wear a wedding ring i'm happily married but I had an incident with my wedding ring and I was just innocently splitting wood with my Fiskars. And I don't know how it happened, but I, I over, I, what's that called? You over swing. And instead of, you know, just the handle of the, of the mall hitting the log, the log shot up the handle and the and the head of the ax went towards the ground and my ring finger behind my ring my ring didn't get crushed but my finger and the edge of the log and the handle of the axe all met and i honestly thought i cut my finger off it was oh. awful oh and i still have that lonely feeling of taking my my uh glove off does <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> to see if my finger was still attached to my hand which it was uh but ever since then i had i it, I was in a panic because I couldn't get my fingers all swelled up and I couldn't get my ring off. And I had my hand iced down, you know, to where my fingers shrank enough to get my ring off. And I have never been able to get it put back on. And I, wow. uh, I want to get it resized, you know, but it, it, we have a special place for it in the house. Um, but, you know, that was, uh, you know, then you think, well, maybe you shouldn't wear a ring you know, in the wood yard because, you know, you could get your, you know, I mean, all it takes is like a log to fall on it, you know, and you get your, it's dangerous, you know, wear yeah. a wing, uh, wear a ring in a industrial setting. If you want to call a firewood production like that. Yeah. I've, I've heard of stories of people having their ring just get caught on something, you know, just real random weird oh, situation. Yeah. Where just, the ring gets caught and yeah. Wow. That is, that is interesting. Yeah. Well, it's not interesting. <laughs> that was awful it was yeah it was like time stood still 
Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Nothing else in the world mattered except me looking at my hand. I had my glove on and I knew there was something wrong in there. Yep. That's <laughs> that yeah. same thing with me. Uh, oh. oh, that was terrible. But you seem to be over it now though. Yeah. I mean, it did take me a long time to like get the movement back in my, in my fingers. And, um, I wasn't able to like snap my fingers for a long time after it. So uh -huh. it, wow. it was, uh, it, and I still have the scar there to remind me, but, but yeah, it, that mm -hmm. was, uh, that was quite the, uh, experience that I don't want to have again. <laughs> yeah. I would say generally speaking though, I think that the firewooding that I do and it's, you know, the physical nature of it is like loading my truck, unloading the truck or stacking wood in the yard. I think it's healthy. I, um, you know, it gets my heart rate up. It's like a cardiovascular workout. And in, in that viewpoint, I don't, you know, there's always the risk of pulling a muscle, you know, or yep. twisting an ankle kind of a thing. Uh, where I get hurt now is because I do a lot of my work in shorts and, you know, stacking wood, you're always dropping a split and it always <laughs> hits me in the shin. Like I just noticed my last <laughs> video that I did, you know, I got a big scab on the, you know, the front of my shins look like the face of the moon. <laughs> They've taken a lot of abuse over the years. So uh, that is probably one of my routine injuries right now. I wear good gloves. Um, I try to avoid, you know, the heavy lifting, but you know, I've always said this too, you're just one bend away from, you know, being incapacitated for a week. Yep. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the big thing is, is the, that repetitive work, like you said, I mean, it is a workout. It's like, you're out there, you're lifting and, and the, where I've always seen the most risk is the lift and twist. That's where you're always going to end up where. You know, you're trying to get things done fast or you're trying to, you're just in a routine of like picking a piece of wood up here and putting it over there and you lift and you twist and something just mm -hmm. pulls and that's. Yeah. I used to work at that one auto parts chain and they made people wear those back belts, you know, like the Velcro and the elastic thing. Yep. I don't know. Uh, do those things really work? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it just, they just seem hokey to me. Uh, as a way of like a company mitigating risk, you know, but do they really actually work? Maybe they do. Yeah. I don't know. People always said that I should wear them in the wood yard, but I don't know. I think it get <laughs> get too hot in the summer. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the other, the thing that I've also learned to do, uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, I think they teach it sometimes in like some, uh, warehouse work and on job site training, the golfer, the golfer lift or the golfer stance or something it's called where when you bend you over to like pick something up, one leg goes up, you just bend down on one leg. So oh yeah. If you, if you like have to pick something off the ground, you, you know, you, you're on one leg, but then your other leg lifts up as you bend down. So your whole waist kind of pivots. So you're not just oh, wow. bending over at the waist. Mm -hmm. Easy on the lower back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do any kind of warm up before you uh, start start working out or start working with firewood? Generally not. Uh, sometimes I will, you know, just kind of 
I don't know, but I'm I'm usually working in the woodyard near the end of the day, so I've kind of always been I've always, you know, I'm up and moving around and kind of already loose. So, right. How about you? Yeah, I do not, and I was athletic my whole life, and I've I'm probably the most inflexible person in the world. <laughs> so I remember in like high school football. You know, played baseball till I was 31. There's always people out stretching and stuff. And I would just hope that no one would look at me because I would just be sitting there waiting for the, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the stretching to get over with. <laughs> I've just never, I've just never been into stretching. I've just never done it. I'm just inflexible and that's just the way I am. And I don't know, you know, I just, I just, I don't know if that's rolling the dice or it's just the way that my body is. Um, I know my one daughter is very flexible and my other daughter is just like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What I do worry about though, are twisted ankles or I wear steel toes when I'm running the machine usually, cause there's, you know, I got some heavier logs that are up in the air. Um, but I've dropped splits on my feet. I've just got this habit of toes up when I know that I've dropped something. If you've you know, pick your toes up off the ground. You normally don't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wear steel toes or anything like that? Yes. Yep. Yep. Steel toe boots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have the same issue sometimes when I, I wear shorts now in the summer, but you know, yeah, your shins get a beating. Uh, it always seems like that one piece that falls, like it couldn't hit your thigh where your, you know, material is. It has to somehow just hit your shin, the open skin part of your leg. Right. (laughs) Yeah. How about the sun? You know, that's another problem too. So I'm not supposed to be in the sun and I do a lot to minimize my exposure. And that's why I have some of my machines, you know, in the shade and I don't work in the afternoons in the summertime. But when I do, I'll have long sleeves on and I got a real wide brim hat and uh, good sunglasses and sunscreen yeah but you know that's uh that could be a topic all on its own about you know sun exposure because you know growing up you know we didn't know of the problems that you know that sun can cause with skin cancer and melanoma right but you know that's that's a big concern for me yeah when i growing up there were many days all summer i don't think i ever wore a shirt and out baling hay or raking hay working you know just yeah right well, we were told growing up, you know, that sun suntans were healthy. Right. And you and always wanted to of... avoid the farmer's tan because you didn't want the farmer's tan. So you had to go no, topless, uh-uh. completely topless. <laughs> and now we've learned that it's quite the opposite. You know, there's no such thing as a healthy tan. Suntans are unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. got a good, I've got a good uh, canopy of trees in my wood. Well, I used to, a few of them are, have died off, but. Um, if I don't, if I am working somewhere like with the splitter or the Yappa, I have a little, one of those little pop-up, uh, shelters that I use mm-hmm. to kind of just, just to, you know, both for being out of the sun, but then just for the heat. I mean, the, you know, the heat exposure and the, uh, heat stroke is a big risk that I see a lot of people sure. having during the summer. I mean, it's just so yeah. hot and you don't stay hydrated and poof. There's been a couple times I got dizzy. And I just remember when I was younger, and you remember I played baseball, I just lived, you know, in the heat. Um, I, I always felt I was just impervious to heat. 
but man, as I've gotten older, <laughs> I'm vulnerable. I got to watch myself. You know, I get dizzy and, uh, you know, I, I always keep a cooler with me or, you know, my thermos with water. Yep. And, uh, I'm never in a hurry. So if I start feeling a little weird, I just go inside and cool off. I, I think the overlying theme here, Joe, is you're just getting old. Everything you've talked about is, <laughs> used to be okay when you were young, and now it's just a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm beginning to depress myself. Maybe I'll just, I've always said I should have got into uh, the pillow industry instead of firewood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I though, that it's the same for me. I just, I, I realize it, but you know, I also am one of those people that I'm sure you are too, but I always think of age as just a number and I don't like to, you know, say, well, I mean, my, my thinking is if you get up in the morning and you're telling yourself you're old, you're going to feel old. So, yeah, I still feel I'm productive. I feel I'm, I'm pretty good, you know, but I say that, but I had a, a, a teenage boy that was helping me out and he's, you know, he's like, he's 17 you know he's an athlete <laughs> i was like god i can't <laughs> there's no way i can you know i'm nowhere close the way i used to be and then you know i had there is another um a youtube channel outside with shy but he's a big fit guy and he just he just worked me off the table <laughs> he was just you know but i'm still i'm not saying i'm a slouch but you know i'm nowhere near close to what i used to be uh, but I think I'm good with that too. You know, I just right. do what I can and I enjoy what I do and that's good enough for me. So, yeah. And and when I say, you know, the state of mind about not telling yourself that you're old, you also though have to be aware of your age and then that helps you, you know, like maybe you, maybe you shouldn't work, you know, three hours straight, like work for an hour, take a half hour break, then, you know, work for another right. hour, you know, so you just have yeah. to be aware of what you're doing. And, and again, uh, you know, Take breaks, be uh, be conscious of what you're doing, and because you know there's going to be injuries, you're going to have like we said, smashed fingers. You know the purple, which just real quick off topic. What what have you? Do you do anything when you get like a, a a purple fingernail? Like do you try to reach under your nail and pop that blood blister? Or? <laughs> no, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had one. Now I'm going to knock wood here, but I've just done it. <laughs> it just went, I went commando with it. You know, I didn't uh, mess with it or, or anything. I just dealt with it. And then it grows out. And after like four months, you know, it disappears. Right. One time on my thumb, <laughs> I had like, my nail was actually like kind of bubbled up a little bit. And Ugh. I took a real tiny drill bit and I tried to drill down through my fingernail just to relieve the pressure and get the blood out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did it work? Amanda thought I was completely crazy. So I'm like, oh no, this will, this is going to work perfect. This is going to be, you know, this is going to be fine. So I'm, I'm pushing down with the drill and then, you know, I'm, I'm applying pressure because I know I have to have pressure to get through my fingernail. And all of a sudden I, I had the pressure put on the drill and I broke through the nail and right into my finger. <laughs> so. Oh. And then it got infected and you had your finger cut off. But, so. but blood came squirting out like a volcano. Did it, it really? Was, Oh my God. <laughs> so would you do that again or is that a no go? It depends on where on the nail it is. Uh, I usually just wait, like you said, till it grows out and then I'll maybe reach in there and kind of, you know, try to scrape the dry blood out. So, but it takes right. a long time for those to grow out. It, you know, it's like, it's crazy. You feel like 
your fingernails grow fast, but if you get a big bruise under one, it seems like forever it's purple. I don't know. Wow. Have you had any significant injuries? Uh, firewooding. Just that hand incident. That's, yeah, that, that could have been that, 10 times worse too. Huh? Yeah. But Ugh, otherwise, luckily, no, it's all just, you know, minor aches and pains and injuries, I guess. Nothing right. that's like sidelined me for months on end. So I uh, broke my ankle firewooding. Oh. It was more of a fracture. Uh, I don't, it's it was like the tendon pulled a chunk of the bone off of my ankle bone like is that your tibia or your tibula or your fibula i don't know it was that it was um uh, it was when dad was uh this was a while ago you know dad was still active then and i had a farmer friend who had a bunch of trees cut down and we were pulling them out of the big pile with the bumper of the truck and i was standing at what i thought was a safe distance <laughs> <laughs> and i it's hard it was something out of a cartoon how it happened and the tree being pulled out got stuck on a stump and it swung around like a baseball bat and it took my feet out from underneath me you know and i fell down and then like three seconds later the chainsaw lands right next to my head you know and i like turn with my eye looking at the <laughs> chain you know <laughs> but the bottom line was it rolled my ankle so i was on the shelf for a while that was that was Ooh. awful Ooh, yeah i saw stars with that wow yeah that was probably the worst one i also hurt my back um it was the day after I just had the audacity to reach down to pick my daughter's bat bag up off the ground. And it was like one of those, you know, yep. <laughs> and that was cause I split about a half a cord with a mall the day before. Oh, I know. And I, I know that's what <laughs> the, the, the cause of that was, <laughs> but that it was just a pulled muscle, but it was, I was crippled. Uh, I had to call off work and i couldn't even get out of bed it was as long as i laid still everything was fine no pain <laughs> but the moment i moved i felt i had 600 volts you know going through me it was awful yep. yeah yeah it was awful that was the first time in my life when i actually felt old <laughs> you know i'm serious that was terrible yeah. yeah the back back problems are not any fun because there's so no. much you know every little movement in your back and then the yeah. problem is is that it tenses up or you tense up because of the pain and then that just makes it mm -hmm. where like you said you're crippled you're just paralyzed yeah, yeah i couldn't do anything uh i even uh had my my mom's walker when i was able to start walking again my wife brought my mom's <laughs> walker over to help me get around oh that was bad yeah wow mm -hmm. That's the only cure for a bad back is a firewood processor. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If your wife won't let you spend all that money on a conveyor or a processor, tell her that, you know, back it's cheaper than back surgery. Yes, that that mm -hmm. is true. Yeah. 
well this was a thoroughly depressing discussion yeah so <laughs> but that's what i'm saying the i i really do say though that you know at least the way that i'm doing it and that's why i'd say you guys out there be careful with this heavy lifting uh but you know it if you get beyond heavy lifting it, it's it's a healthy lifestyle i think it's good for you know your heart um be careful of what you're breathing in you know long-term effects i think you know long-term effects with the chainsaw and the vibrations the dust and the breathing and all you know if you get beyond all that and the sun exposure gosh i'm depressing myself again yeah. Dan. i'm just saying <laughs> it's a good healthy workout right yeah it's just you need to pay attention to the little things and like i said you know don't just pace yourself because the the injuries i've had have been when i've trying to go too fast trying to get too much done and then you end up you know like you said being sidelined for in laying in your bed with a bad back for how long and you're not getting anything right done. yeah well i hope that everyone out there uh remains healthy and remains safe with what you're doing with firewood and if you do have a story about something that has happened to you or something that you have learned in dealing with firewood, send us an email. Uh, what's our email address, Dan? Thewoodhounds at gmail.com. Yeah, that would be an interesting thing to hear about, you know, with what's happened sure. to people or what they, what they may be, what they do to prevent injuries. Right. And if they have a good story, we'll read it on the air. Yeah. I, I will say one thing quick. Um, and to, in yeah. the preventing of injuries, that is one thing with the YouTube channel that's actually helped because making videos and producing content has actually made me look at what I'm doing before I do it closer because, you know, it's going to be on video. <laughs> so interesting. I, yeah. I want to make sure that, you know, like sometimes, you know, you'll see, you know, like if, like you said, with the tree coming down or something or like you're throwing wood like if i have wood to throw from one place to the next i might you know just think about it more and then in thinking sure. about it i'm like well wait a minute i got a better way to do this i'm you know yeah or that one extra cut you got to make so you don't put your safety glasses on because they're over there you know so you are just more conscious of that because of you know you know that people are watching on youtube and you want to make the right decisions that is correct there you go. So, all right, Joe, I think, like you said, this has been a great episode. And now um, I just noticed uh, we have our uh, appointment coming up here for our massages and our uh, chiropractic <laughs> visit. <laughs> yes, need, our physical therapists are coming over yes, here. Yes, we need the chiropractor to come and, and adjust our, our backs and get us back out there in the wood yard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'll be after our uh, chocolate-covered strawberry lunch. <laughs> So, Dan, maybe start playing the music then, huh? Yep, here we go. All right, so Dan and I want to thank everyone for tuning in and spending time with us here, and look for us again next Wednesday. Yes, thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and thanks again for making The Woodhounds the number one firewood podcast in the world. And I hope that everyone out there has a great day and... Be cool. <laughs>